Welcome to Taking the High Road, a Driver Reach and Freight Waves production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you use to listen. I'm excited to be joined uh, by a great friend and ally, as well as an integrated partner of Driver Reach, Beth Potratz, founder and president and CEO of Drive My Way, a next generation recruiting marketplace that matches CDL drivers with desired jobs. Welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited to, uh, to speak with you today. Well, there's a lot uh, I'd like to learn from you today. Uh, I'd, I'd like to talk about your unique background that you bring to the industry. I'd like to learn uh, what attracted you to bring that background and apply it to trucking. Uh, hopefully, you can speak to the evolution that you've experienced in the industry since you founded Drive My Way, uh, what challenges you've overcome, what uh, your outlook is going forward. I certainly want to hear uh, how Drive My Way stands out in the sea of options for recruiting technology sources. And of course, we'll answer a question submitted by a listener during our deeper dive segment. Does that work for you? Absolutely. Well, before we dive in, uh, I do want to start out with a with a book recommendation. Um, is there? I'm curious if there's a particular a particularly inspirational book that you've read within the last couple of years that you uh, like to suggest to the readers. And what is it? And 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 what was inspiring about it? Yeah, actually, Jeremy, I read a lot for pleasure, of course, and to learn, and oftentimes to just take a break and be inspired. Um, so. Um, sometimes when I'm looking to be inspired, I reach out for a book that is really not about the traditional business topics. Um, and here at the end of 2021, I actually reread a book uh, written by a very good friend of mine that I highly respect. Uh, we're both entrepreneurs and we often check in with one another to share our journeys and reflect on our learnings along the way. Uh, the author is Jim Rooney and the book is called A Different Way to Win. It's actually the story of Jim's father, Dan Rooney, the former owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the ambassador for Ireland. And it's based on interviews with people throughout Dan's career. So in essence, it's really all about an entrepreneur whose approach to winning was about driving transformational change within his organization or team and in the communities in which they operated uh, through an approach that included authentic leadership and really a system, systemic approach uh, to creating sustainable change. So the three key points that really resonated with me the most as an entrepreneur on my own journey uh, to create transformational change um, in the future of work and in the trucking industry were, um, number one, playing the long game. You know, it's not just a quick fix. Uh, number two, doing the right thing, which isn't, you know, it's always the obvious answer, but it, it isn't always the, the shortest or quickest thing to do. And then finally, finding a measured approach and balance um, to your work, which is a very difficult thing for entrepreneurs to kind of stay focused on. And you really are at your best if you're able to keep that balance. So for me, it's about really focusing on something I've built my career on, which is commitment-based change, sustainable change, um, which requires commitment um, from all parties to a common goal. And in order to solve a huge systemic problem like we have in trucking with truck driver recruiting and retention, in order for us to win, we really must win together, not just individually within our own organizations, but really working collectively to support each other toward this common goal. And in doing that, in the end, we're all going to win. So it's not a quick fix. Um, it's truly a journey. We've got to play the longer game. And in doing that and doing it together, 
uh, with small steps every day and big actions along the way over time, we're going to be able to create that change that we're all looking for. Well, I appreciate that. I I, uh, I can draw. I, I find uh, there's a lot of opportunities to draw inspiration from books that are uh, from other entrepreneurs who because they have pattern recognition. You know, they've they've been there. They've done that same thing, stuff that you're you can relate to. So. So I appreciate that. I've added that to my list. Uh, I've not read that yet. So um, let's get into your background. So you have a background in HR and recruiting, you know, prior to getting into the trucking industry. Uh, I'd like to talk about, you know, your story, your journey um, that ultimately led you uh, to this industry. Yeah, I'm actually ultimately a career HR professional. Uh, Worked in just about every aspect of HR except for benefits. Um, and back in the late 90s, um, when I moved from a consumer products company to an electronics company, um, when that war for talent was coined, I was actually in a recruiting role trying to recruit engineers to move to Cleveland, Ohio. And back then, it occurred to me that employers were going to need to start treating employees as consumers in the employment relationship to be able to address their changing needs throughout their career or they weren't going to be able to be successful in attracting and retaining talent. You know, a young engineer coming in early in their career and trying to settle down and create a life in Cleveland, their needs are going to be very different than someone who maybe has a family or is is later in their career. Um, So that's kind of when I first got this sort of idea. Um, You know, I really end up having a passionate belief that the war for talent is over and actually the talent won. Um, today it's a completely consumer-led recruiting market. Um, so I sort of coupled that consumerism concept along with my own personal passion and belief that everyone can live the life they want doing a job they love. It's just about finding something that not only are you qualified to do, but you're also inclined to want to do it because it really fits with your personal lifestyle preferences. So it kind of connects you with your purpose. What was it that specifically attracted you uh, to the trucking industry, though? I mean, why why trucking? Yeah, so I actually kind of fast forward from the late 90s. I was helping a very large carrier redesign their driver recruiting process. And I realized at that point that it was a perfect application for my idea. So, you know, trucking is um, an industry that's vital to the economy. Um, it is... Um, built on generations of families, um, you know, multiple generations of families continued to suffer and still does um, with, you know, problems with the driver shortage, turnover, uh, and lots of projected growth. And and I realized that the next generation coming into the industry it wasn't really interested. And um, we really needed to, to focus and, and change the image of trucking and relate with this next generation coming in in a very different way because they were looking for more connection with their purpose, um, more of a lifestyle, and felt that, you know, we really needed to make that connection, kind of make trucking sexy again for them and show them that they can have a viable career and still live the life they want. Um, So we created a technology um, that is proprietary and patented in matching job seekers with job providers and we could have rolled it out in any vertical, um, but I specifically chose trucking for all those reason, reasons, because um, because I think that you know it's all about the drivers. Um, you don't have you have lots of demand in terms of um, shipments, but we can't get anything accomplished at the end of the day in the supply chain without the most talented drivers. So let's uh, and, and that sounds like a great uh, 
uh, industry to target. Obviously, uh, the the truck trucking industry is humongous, and it certainly it's been growing as the demand for consumer goods continues to uh, to grow and accelerate. Um, but let's unpack that a little bit. You know, we're obviously we're dealing with a, a very challenging environment as far as recruiting and, and hiring drivers and and retaining drivers. Uh, companies are looking for ways to cope, ways to thrive. You know, can you tell us, you know, really what Drive My Way is all about? Yeah, so Drive My Way, we're really setting out to make hiring personal again. Somewhere along the line, we kind of lost the human and human resources and recruiting became a big black hole. People would apply to jobs, oftentimes never hear back from anyone, never get any feedback. Um, and our approach is really to truly make it a personalized experience. Um, you know, it's come to the point where everybody expects it in everything we do. We can't even go order a Starbucks without it being a personal experience. Um, so why shouldn't that also apply to the hiring process? So we're helping match truck drivers with jobs that both fit their qualifications and their personal lifestyle preferences. And then at the same time, we're also helping carriers recruit for retention because we believe that a better match or fit up front is going to result in a longer term relationship. Now, how does that uh, differentiate? How does Drive My Way uh, differentiate versus other lead generation options out there? So first and foremost, the biggest differentiator is that Drive My Way is completely focused on the driver. Uh, we don't view them as leads at all, but rather people looking for the right fit job between what they're qualified to do and their life they want to lead, number one. Number two, we also um, are wanting to make it a personal experience. We look at ourselves as curators of meaningful connections so that the carriers can turn them into lasting uh, relationships. So it's not just a one and done transaction. Um, this is about, you know, making connections, having authentic conversations and keeping in touch when it makes sense. Because while that job might not be a fit right now, somewhere down the road, it might become a fit. So we're all about kind of making that personal um, experience enter into the hiring process for both sides. So for drivers, they sign up in our community for free. Um, and the drivers control their own profile and everybody that they engage with. So we don't sell their data. We're not sharing their information with anyone. They're the ones choosing to engage or not engage with a carrier's job. They get matched at the job level. So every unique job, they're getting uh, feedback on how well they match. Um, and then on the carrier side, we're truly partnering with them. Um, they pay a subscription fee. That includes access to our proprietary and patented technology. Uh, we help them with brand awareness and paid marketing that's included, as well as a matchmaking. We have an entire matchmaking team that's there to support our community of engaged drivers and helping get opportunities in front of them and helping them navigate uh, to support them getting a job and, and helping coach them through their career. And then finally, they also get ATS integration and access to uh, pretty robust data reporting, um, almost to the point where it's consultative and really giving uh, very clear insights on what's happening uh, in terms of the process so that the carrier can learn. Um, and it becomes completely transparent. So it's transparent for drivers because they get matched to jobs and they know exactly with full disclosure whether or not they meet the minimum qualifications. They know the expectations of the job in great detail and the offerings. Um, and then they're able to 
um, provide feedback, either engaged or not engaged. And if they choose not to, then they'll provide feedback on the reason why. And for carriers, it's extending that partnership as an extension of their team, signing up to the same goals that they have, um, working to have uh, data and insights that are drawn about the funnel, the conversion through the funnel, feedback that they're getting from drivers on why they're not interested in the role, and real-time feedback also on how they're being received in the marketplace. And that includes social media, kind of what are drivers saying, what kind of questions are they asking, are there any themes that we could call out so that they could apply them to either improve the process or make their offering offering more differentiated? So do you, uh, I guess from a, from a supplementing a driver recruiting department standpoint, it sounds like, especially with a subscription-based model, it sounds like it's a, it's a relationship that is built that lasts much longer than maybe this short term. I'm just trying to hire a handful of drivers for this quick spike in business or something like that. Is that... Is that the case? And if so, how, how best do you augment or supplement uh, a driver recruiting department? Yeah, absolutely. It's exactly that. I mean, we're really signing up. A lot of recruiting departments are really overwhelmed. Um, they have a lot to focus on. We really think they ought to focus on the most important part of the process, which is the assessment and the selection um, around the fit piece and really the establishment of that relationship and less time on the administration. Uh, chasing leads, you know, calling people they're not even sure are a fit or even how they got their information or if the driver was even aware and, um, you know, focusing on all the transactional components of it. We like to be able to sit seamlessly on the front end and um, directly integrate with the ATS so that we know that we're already feeding them with people who have seen the job, know the expectations, they already meet the minimum qualifications, and they themselves took the action and are genuinely interested in pursuing the opportunity. So that's a driver that they ought to make immediate time to speak with um, to move forward. Now, I saw a promotion on your website uh, for a, a comprehensive downloadable report called The Ultimate Guide to Recruiting Truck Drivers. Uh, for our listeners, uh, that may be something you want to uh, take a look at. I'm guessing there are some good practical and, and valuable takeaways. So that's just kind of a, a note, uh, the website here uh, on the screen that you can access and, uh, and, and download that report. Um, but pretty comprehensive. And, and so from a content standpoint, I think there's a lot of value there. But we talk about recruiting drivers all the time, especially as it's the, the number one issue, according to Atri's you know, most recent uh, top industry issue survey. But the number two issue is retention. Uh, does Drive My Way help carriers uh, address that problem as well? And if so, how? Yeah, I mean, we believe that we do because, again, this premise that if you're very, very clear with drivers on what the expectation is, what are your minimum qualifications? What do what are they eligible for? And when do they become eligible for it? And what do they have to do to get it in terms of the offerings so that everything's just totally transparent up front? And then they decide to pursue it. If there's a better match on all those things, especially when they match up with the person's lifestyle preferences, you're already on the path to greater retention. Now, of course, the the key piece is, is the candidate experience from the time the candidate becomes aware of the opportunity, does that flow through in reality all the way through actually onboarding and the experience the driver has in the job, right? Because, you know, one of the things that, you know, drivers 
you know, they're literally stalked. Everyone's after them. You know, they're in high demand. Everybody's promising all kinds of things. Um, and in the end, a lot of times when we see retention happen, oftentimes the feedback is from the driver. It wasn't what was presented to me. I'm not getting the miles that I thought I was. I'm not getting the home time that was represented. Um, I'm spending too much time, um, you know, waiting to be loaded. Whatever the issue is, it didn't somehow match up with what it was they were told from the beginning. So um, some of it is also just a misunderstanding in terms of communication with operations, dispatch, et cetera. And, you know, really having to coach the drivers and sort of get at what's the heart of their problem and sort of teaching them or encouraging them to go back to the organization and have that conversation and not just up and quit, which is oftentimes what people just get pretty fed up and just want to leave the situation. Well, especially when it's so easy uh, to, to quit and you can know you'll land on your feet tomorrow. I mean, really, it, it's exactly. so, uh, because it's so easy, you know, curious have to do a really good job of, of uh, making sure that doesn't happen. I mean, I genuinely think that the drivers don't really want that. Like nobody wants to be jumping all around and having to start over. I mean, everybody wants to fundamentally feel like they're adding value in some in some way, feel needed, like to feel a part of something. And if, you know, they're jumping from one thing to the next, you know, and some would say it's oftentimes money that they're chasing. And I would argue that it's not necessarily the case. It's, you know, something is not, um, in sync uh, to the point where, you know, the pain that they're experiencing uh, is great enough to leave um, versus try to work it out. So, you know, you want to be able to um, present opportunities to drivers so that it's um, set in a way that they can self-select out right up front, uh, knowing what, you know, is has not worked for them in the past or has been a bad experience um, so that they can focus on finding a place they can stay. Cause in, in the end, I really believe they just want to be happy and, you know, do their job and, you know, be able to go home to their families and uh, you know, the people that mean the most to them. Now let's talk about what you've experienced uh, as an industry provider, you know, a thought leader, uh, an entrepreneur, since you founded uh, drive my way, you know, how has the industry evolved, you know, in your opinion, you know, what, what challenges have you been able to overcome? Yeah, I would say like when we first got started, you know, if you look back, um, you know, the industry historically in trucking has lagged in technology. And then we went through a lot of sort of compliance driven changes um, that were mandated, um, introducing technology, electronic logbooks and, um, you know, hours of service and all of those types of things that really um made a big impact on the industry in terms of driver expectations. So when you already had um, drivers that were approaching retirement age, it was really sort of, for many, the thing that sort of um, made them make their the retirement decision, uh, not wanting to go through another set of changes. Um, at the same time, it sort of opened the door to sort of a new generation of drivers wanting to interact differently. So in the past, the phones used to ring. You know, people needed help. Or, you know, when it came to updating their profile, they had to go to the library to get on the internet <laughs> to, you know, and then that wasn't everybody. Of course, a lot of people have inter you know, internet and mobile phones, et cetera. But, you know, you still had those few or they hadn't been in the job market for such a long time because their carrier, you know, went out of business or something and it just, they hadn't had to be in a job search. So they didn't know what to do 
So that's really sort of evolved now to um, being a very consumer-led market. The drivers are really leading the way. Uh, they're dictating what they're willing to do and not willing to do and what they expect for it. And um, they're also changing the uh, rules, not the rules, but the uh, the engagement of the process of being hired, how they want to be communicated with. We're seeing more drivers who would much rather get on and chat with us on a live chat or you know, send us a messenger through social media or text us then pick up the phone. So it's whatever meets their, um, you know, preference and, and their timing of when it's convenient for them. It's those types of changes and the people who are readily adapting to those that are ultimately going to be able to successfully hire folks, uh, is to get out of sort of our old, it's, we still have the sort of the same steps of recruiting, but being able to be more responsive, uh, more flexible, uh, and more innovative in the approach so that we um, are engaging in the process really from the driver's point of view, if that makes well, sense. This made, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, and we have to adapt. Um, this may be a great segue uh, to our Deeper Dive segment where we answer a question from one of our listeners. Uh, I hear about the driver shortage constantly. I know one of the problems is that there aren't enough women in the industry. How can we attract more women to trucking? You're 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 active uh, in the industry as a woman in trucking. Uh, what are your thoughts? I think that we need to work together uh, to support advancing women in trucking. And I'm going to start on the carrier side. Uh, we had a, a quite a number of people. In fact, I just sent. Um, uh, a notice to my team today of another inspirational story from Facebook of um, uh, a married couple. And the woman basically was declaring that she just purchased her their first truck uh, with cash and they were ready to start their journey. He'd been a company driver for more than six some years. And now, um, you know, they were going to take control of their future. Um, she had many years with him away from home and it was disrupting their lifestyle and their relationship. And now this was going to be sort of the ticket to freedom. We've had quite a few people, um, several of whom were, you know, uh, female entrepreneurs reach out, say, listen, I want to get into trucking. I want to buy my first truck. I want to buy a couple of trucks. How do I get started um, I know that it's important to make sure that I have a great offering so that I'm able to recruit the best drivers so they can keep my drivers. How do I go about that? What are all the components I need to, to know and who should I be working with? Um, so we've had uh, a story of somebody who came into the industry. She herself is not a CDL driver, um, but she and a partner had been researching it for a couple of years and reached out to me through Women in Trucking, through just networking on LinkedIn, saw that I was a member of Women in Trucking, um, and reached out for some help. Um, you know, help, I purchased the trucks already, they're coming, help me set everything else up. So it was about networking um, that entrepreneur to the resources available to her um, throughout all these networks to get her speaking to experts in all the different disciplines so that she could put together the appropriate package. Um, and thrilled to announce that she actually has been quite successful this past year with her first true truck, two trucks. She's just um, acquired two more and is on track, I think, to grow to, I think it's 10. Um, so she's off and running and attributes her success, quite a lot of it, 
to how to the beginning and how many people were willing to take the time to invest in her success because we know in doing that we're all going to win um because you know we're winning together when each one of us is successful in helping to promote it so she's a great example um, she's an example of showing others who are sitting on the sidelines who always wondered or wanted to take the chance but haven't quite made the leap to show um, it's you know proof and evidence you can do it. Others have done it and been successful. Um, so it helps inspire them uh, to take action. And then on the driver's side, it's really pretty similar. I mean, you basically want to um, display what you want to attract. So you know, if we're able to promote and show people being successful in the industry, new entrants and helping support their growth, then others will follow. And it, the same goes for, you know, attracting female drivers. I mean, there are a whole host of other things that have to happen um, because they need to successfully operate um, within an environment that has historically been structured uh, around male entrants. Um, you know, often the drivers talk about the equipment itself and, you know, the seats and um, the ergonomics of the seats and whether or not they're really fit for a, you know, over six foot pound or six foot tall man versus a five foot five woman and that type of thing. So getting their feedback, um, uh, involving them in the change and creating change based on what they need and keeping that dialogue going and letting them know it's a safe environment to have those kind of conversations. Um, and make them help build it, um, you know, that's how we're going to get there is learn, listen, and apply. Well, Beth, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your insight and your passion, and I wish you a prosperous 2022. Thanks, Jeremy. You as well. We appreciate your partnership. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the Higher Road and for spreading the words to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. And remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the Higher Road on whatever platform you listen. Until next time, thank you for taking the higher road. Mm-hmm.